0: The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation.
1: Touchdown turnover back by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, the place where you belong, better rates and better service. Tonight you have the first college football rankings. Do they really matter? Nah, not really, but it's the first week. And for TV rankings, that's what people care about. Right? They want to hype it up for rankings. But does it really matter? No, because you still got four more games to play in the regular season. And then you still have the conference championship. So there's a lot of work to be done for teams to get themselves in one of those four places. My question to you, Ben, today and to our listeners, should Michigan State be higher rated than Oklahoma? So tonight, we're going to see Georgia probably number one, right? We're probably going to see Cincinnati in there. They're undefeated. You have a seven and one Alabama team. You have a nine and zero Oklahoma team. You have a Michigan State team that's eight and zero. You have a, 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 a Ohio State team that's seven and one. You have an Oregon team that's seven and one. These teams are all kind of jumbled in together. But mainly the top five: Michigan State, Oklahoma, Alabama, Cincinnati, Georgia. Who's going to get left out tonight? Somebody's going to get left out of the top four. Does it matter? Not really, because Michigan State is going to play uh, Ohio State a little bit later. It's going to wash out. Can Oklahoma continue to go on their run? Uh, They've been cheating death for weeks and weeks now. They haven't been playing great. Uh, They play Oklahoma State a little bit later on in the season, who is ranked 11th. They're 7-1, so that may wash out. We'll see. But for touchdown turnover purposes right now, Will we see Michigan State be ahead of Oklahoma in tonight's release of the first college football playoff? Touchdown turnover, Michigan State will be ahead of Oklahoma tonight. Uh, will they? Will they? Or how about this? Should
2: they? I think that they should. There we go. Will should they, they is a different question. Oklahoma has has the week off. I'm trying to see what Oklahoma is in the AP poll. They're fourth, fourth, yep. and uh, they have a big game against a good Baylor team next next weekend. Oklahoma off this week. Michigan State fifth. I, I think they should be. Uh, I I think Michigan State's resume is better. A win over number six Michigan at the time, uh, a a really convincing road win over Miami and that's a Miami team that that has turned their season around. They're 4 and 4, but two of their losses are to Michigan State and Alabama. Uh and and they have looked much better the last couple of weeks. Um so I I think Michigan State's resume looks better and I think they pass the the eye test as well whereas Oklahoma does not pass the eye test, <laughs> whatsoever, uh, and they don't really have a, a signature win. I mean, I guess the the fifty five forty eight win over then ranked number twenty one Texas mm. uh, in, in the Cotton Bowl that that's that's their best win, and I I think both uh, or I'd say Michigan State's win over Miami is about the same as Oklahoma's win. Over Texas, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Oklahoma's is is more impressive just because it's a, a rivalry game. Uh, now, Michigan State did have to go down to Miami and and beat them, beat the brakes off of them. Oklahoma had to to really come back and and beat Texas, but I think Michigan State's win over Michigan is is better than any win Oklahoma has on the schedule. And again, and and you said it yourself, Oklahoma's been flirting with death week after week after week. It seems like and uh, they're they're convincing wins. This past Saturday against a Texas Tech team that just fired its coach, uh, Western Carolina seventy-six to nothing, and TCU fifty-two to thirty-one, and Gary Patterson was essentially he he was just fired. Um, they they did not try to <laughs> buff that one up or make it look prettier than than what it was. Uh, so I I say Michigan State should be ranked ahead. Of of Oklahoma, and you know what? I'll I'll say that they that they should be. I I think that they should, and I'll say that they will be ranked ahead of Oklahoma because I I do think that there's a narrative of same old Oklahoma going on, and these are humans making these selections today, and I, I think that they feel the same way as as the the public does when it, when it comes to Oklahoma skating by and. Nothing ever really changing with Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, man, it's touchdown for me. I think they should be ranked uh, above OU, and, and don't you have OU fatigue? Yes, I do. I mean, I know other people can say the same thing. I think I have OU fatigue. I I, I want to see somebody else get a shot. I want to see somebody else that that deserves a shot, that earned a shot. Like I want to see someone else in there, and I think Michigan State win against. Michigan is more impressive than any win that Oklahoma has had, and they were messing around with, messing around with with Kansas um, two weeks ago. Now they did take care of business against Texas Tech, but you just mentioned, you know, they just fired their head coach. But their performance against Kansas was just absolutely terrible, playing down the competition. We'll see what happens when they have this off week, and then they go and play Baylor. Baylor is a football team that's dang good. And put the slap down on on Texas this past weekend. But um, I like what Michigan State is doing. And Mel Tucker should be a national coach of the year candidate, in my my opinion, man. Being last in in their division last year, getting all these transfers, and then boom, putting it it together. And right now they have a chance to winning a championship, winning a conference championship. Now their matchup against Ohio State here in a couple weeks is going to be epic. Pretty sure College Game Day will be there for that one. Um, But that's today's touchdown turnover, man. We'll break it up a little bit. Break it up. Get outside the SEC. Get outside of Tennessee a little bit. Okay. Text box. Get to the text box. Text box. Rodney says, Ben, I am on brisket overload, and I still have half left. Swain can go on the road with that brisket. All my siblings were licking their fingers. If that ham is half as good as that brisket, then y'all should be in heaven. So, yeah, my man Rodney in Austell, man, he um he was up in East Tennessee over the weekend, so I smoked him a brisket to take w- with him with his family, a little family outing in the mountains, and um, I didn't even taste it. I just smoked it, did some burn-ins for him, I didn't even taste it. Just, just here you go, here you go. Gave it to him, and um, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Rodney. Glad you enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun making. I, I, the process is what um, is what I enjoy. The whole process because it, it is a process dealing with brisket, man. A six five two hundred fifty five fifty five zero three is our telephone number. Oh, uh, people on the text box know who exactly I'm talking about. The media member that just forgot everything when they was here covering Tennessee. Man, they 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 show sure had some positive energy, positive vibes. Well,
2: that 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 person also was was real slick at times as well.
1: Yeah, but I mean he Especially wasn't.
2: That was not surprising. But you know, most of the time he was he was pretty spot on. It's easier for him to throw shade now. When he doesn't have to come on over to campus mm-hmm. and be in the facility.
1: Mm-hmm. And but but you know, there's a couple guys that's not covering the team anymore. And man, they 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 got a lot of stuff to say now. That tone is different. And I'm not one of these guys that reacts the same way every time someone sets up the critical tendency. The first thing that I Ask myself when I hear something critical. Of Tennessee is, is he right? Because I can take co- constructive criticism, and I can take criticism. You know, do- doesn't bother me. Are the are they right? I ask myself that, and then I ask myself, okay, is it fair? Because if it's fair, like I'm not someone that always is on the defense. I think some of our fans are. It doesn't matter if it's. If it's fair or if it's accurate, you just don't want to hear anything negative. You just don't want to hear it, and you're always on the defense. I'm not always on the defense. But if it's unfair, if it's inaccurate, then I don't have a problem with it. And it's repetitive. Like, oh, my gosh. Is is it any more obvious that when someone needs some, some interaction, when you need Some run. We need some clicks. All you got to do is poke the Tennessee fans. That's all you got to do. And the sooner you realize that and just ignore it, the better you'll be. Anyone talking about Tennessee fans from Ole Miss game right now, they're they're struggling. They need some attention. Just ignore them. That's what I do. All right. Um, Here's a good question here on the text box,
2: uh, from South Pittsburgh Vol. South Pittsburgh Vol. I've seen three bowl projection games for Tennessee against Texas, Penn State, and Clemson. Who would you rather the Vols play? Clemson. I'll I'll take any three in, in a bowl game. Uh, a, I think Tennessee has a chance to, to beat any of those three. Now, I think a win over Clemson is, is more likely than, than Texas, because I think Texas is a better football team right now than Clemson. But I say I'll take any of the three because a win over Texas, a win over Penn State, a win over Clemson, regardless of, of what those teams have done this year, regardless of, of where Texas is at year one under Steve Sarkeesian, uh, Penn State been a little banged up, especially at quarterback and and. I, I don't think James Franklin's going to be at Penn State much longer. I think it's just a matter of time before he's gone. Who his press conference as, as well? Cringeworthy, more cringeworthy than than the Dan Mullen. What he said last week. Oh, when the time's right, I'll sit down with you, media members, and and we'll talk about college football. That was worse than Dan Mullen's comments yesterday.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, we probably need to pull that up to um, you know give the people some context mm-hmm. on what James Franklin actually you know really said. Uh, when he was asked about other jobs. And that's that's a lose-lose. If you are a coach that has coached your way into a position where other schools want you, and everyone knows it, and then you're asked about it, you can't be honest. No. You can't be. If you are a coach who who is genuine, like imagine if Josh Heupel was put in that position. And Josh Heupel seems to be... Very, very genuine, very honest from what we've seen so far. But let's take the most honest, genuine coach that, you know, you can think of, David Cutcliffe, you know, Pat Fitzgerald, you know, David Shaw, just good dudes. And they have coached themselves to a position where other schools want them. And midseason, someone comes up to them and asks them, hey, what about, you know, what about – this job or, you know, do you see yourself being here for a long time? And what is that coach supposed to say? He's in a lose-lose situation because if he tells the truth, his team is not going to play hard anymore. And if he lies about it, it's going to come out, and then he's going to be looked upon as a liar. I think it's a lose-lose. Yep, it is. You And the solution is you have to lie. Like, you just have to lie about it. You, you, either, you have yeah. a choice. You either
2: have to go Mike Tomlin on folks and, and hope that those comments don't come back to bite you in the butt, or you just say you're not going to talk about it. And, and even if you say, I'm not going to discuss that, then then that's just going to get the rumors spinning even more. I'll pull up those James Franklin Man. comments here in, in just a moment. C.J. Vaughn asked for them uh, as well to give context. But to finish that thought, like, I, I know Penn State's been dealing with some drama, been yeah. banged up. Uh, and I know Clemson is what Clemson is this year. They're they're not a good football team. The way Tennessee is viewed as just completely irrelevant in the college football landscape, a win over Penn State, Clemson, Texas, regardless of those teams' circumstances, would be huge for perception and and absolutely huge for the program, not only for perception amongst... The college football world, and that's not even why you should do something to to increase your perception in, in college football. I'm I'm so more more so wanting to increase the perception on the recruiting trail that Josh Heupel really has this thing going in the right way. So yeah, I would pick Clemson out of those three because I think Clemson's the worst football team of the three, and I think it'd be hilarious to watch Josh Heupel beat Dabo in in, in the Liberty Bowl or or the Music City Bowl. That that would be amazing, but just Any of those three, I I think it would be absolutely huge for the program just when you look at the brand names that they would be beating.
1: It's Clemson. And it's Clemson by a long shot for me because although you do recruit against every school in the country, you don't really recruit head-to-head with Penn State. You don't really recruit head-to-head with Texas. But you do recruit – more head to head against Clemson because Clemson is just three hours away. It's in the same geological footprint as as Tennessee. So for me, it's Clemson, and it's not even close. Yes, Clemson is the worst football team out of the three, but two years ago, Clemson was playing a national championship game or competing for a chance of winning national championship. No, two years ago they did. They lost to LSU. And here they are in this vulnerable position. And whoever's going to play Clemson in the bowl game, man, you got an opportunity to capitalize off them struggling this year. With all that talent they have on their team, nope. now the depth is not great. But you look at the recruiting rankings and they have they have clean cleaned up that Perception can help you in recruiting if you beat Clemson. So for, for me, I'm picking Clemson. I want to play them. I want to play them in the ball game. Uh CJ Vall, yep, yep, yep. I've got uh the James Franklin clip right here. All right. Play
2: that thing, folk. We will. This is this is him being asked about other coaching job rumors and his future at Penn State.
3: Um, I think I have shown my loyalty um, to this team, to this program, to this community. Um, I, I think there's, I think I've been pretty consistent with that. There's times that you're, you're put in challenging situations, um, and and I just always want to be able to, when I say something, it's done, and it's it's in stone. And when you're talking about the future. That, that, that can be challenging. Um, so, I am fiercely loyal uh, to Penn State. I am fiercely loyal, most importantly, to these players and, and the staff. Um, but there's a lot of moving parts of all of these things. There's a lot of moving parts, some of which we have talked about in the
1: past. Yeah, yeah James is saying a whole
2: bunch of nothing. I, I think he's saying a whole lot of something without saying He's saying a whole lot of something while saying a whole bunch of nothing. I'm fiercely loyal to the players, to Penn State, but he slipped that butt in there, and that tells you all
1: you need to know. Yeah, I mean, he said a whole bunch of nothing, in my opinion, because the, the answer was way too long. You keep it short and sweet. He's saying a whole bunch of nothing because we know what he wants to do. Man, dude's trying to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee wasn't a train wreck that it, that it was at this point last year. He might have been here. Yeah, I, but I, I won't. I just keep that. Just, I I think, think if if the NCAA
2: investigation did not exist, I think James Franklin would would probably be your head football coach right now. Mm-hmm.
1: At least there's a, there there was a good chance of that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad says, word is on Hooker. He can't play in cold weather. Can someone be considered a draft pick and can't play in cold weather? I have not heard that narrative. I have not either. I guess we'll find out Saturday. We will find out Saturday because it's supposed to be cold in Lexington. I am going to die. I don't get it, man. I don't get Lexington weather. I mean, it's just three hours away. It's just three hours away. What is the temperature here? We got to go up the mountains, and ele- elevation is different. It's, and- it's man, one of the coldest games I've ever played in was at Kentucky my freshman year, and I remember, and this probably explains why we came out and played the way we played in the first 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 half. But I remember like <laughs> when we when we had the punt on fourth down and the offense came to the sideline and I remember the race to To the heaters (laughs) the jockeying for position move, 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 move get out of the way, get out of the way (laughs) the jockeying for position to get to those heaters probably explains why we played so bad in the first quarter it was so cold man And it doesn't make any sense because it's like three hours away. It's down the street. But it's so cold in Lexington, man. And uh, we'll find out this week. We'll find out. The low is supposed to be 29. Ooh. And uh, around kickoff is supposed to be mid-30s, which that ain't bad. That's not bad. Mid-30s isn't bad? Have you lost your mind? It's not bad if you are playing. It's bad for you if you're just sitting there. But if you are playing, running around, there's going to be some guys that's going to be sweating, and you're going to see steam come off their head because they're, they'll be they'll be sweating. So the players will be fine. You won't be. So bundle up, Buttercup.
2: <laughs> well, thank thankfully, Kentucky's press box is a closed press box. Well, so. you'll be all right then. Why are you complaining? Well, I, well your comment was simply. Mid-30s isn't that bad.
1: No, it ain't that bad. For a player, not. And it won't be for you because you're going to be inside. Now, the fans that's going to the game and won't have the luxury of, you know, the heating where the press box is or the heat on the sideline, then, yeah, you better bundle up. You might want to bring a blanket. When I was at that uh, 17?
2: Yeah, the 2017 Tennessee-Kentucky game in Lexington – The one where I always talk about Jeff George catching a Hail Mary at the two-yard line? Let it go, Ben. It's okay. I can't let it go. It still pisses me off to that day. What was was he supposed to do? Not catch it? I'd rather him not catch it. Who are you mad at? I would rather him not catch it than catch it at the two-yard line. Who are you mad at, Ben? I'm mad at Tennessee's luck because that is the most Tennessee play ever. Only Tennessee would lose to Kentucky as they are catching a Hail Mary at the freaking two-yard line. Only Tennessee. Just don't catch it. Just let it hit the ground. No,
1: you gotta try to catch it. No, the score. what's the difference? Uh, hey, man, you try to score, man. You try to score.
2: But that game was miserably cold. That that's the coldest game I've I've ever sat through. I I was bundled up. Me and my dad, we were we were bundled up. And my dad's like you. He doesn't get. I mean, he, the cold weather does not bother him. And
1: even he was bundled up in and in, in cold. Man, I listen. If I was going to the game this this weekend, and I had to sit mid thirties, I would I would be I would be I would be bundled up too, man. I'm not gonna just sit in there for three and a half hours with shorts on. That's just crazy. You you would probably show up in in shorts
2: and and, and Crocs and <laughs> no socks on. Get my feet sweat. Although I don't understand how your feet sweat in Crocs yet or without socks. But yet they don't sweat without socks. Like how, like Crocs make my feet sweat
1: if I don't have socks on. How is that not possible for you, Ben? Are you are you questioning God's creation? I'm, I'm, I'm questioning. You. Do not question God's creation. I, I he made me this way. I'm questioning how how God made you. Yes, He made me. <laughs> he made me like this. You do not question God's creation. He was having a good day that day when he made your boy. Don't question his work. Don't question his work, man. A six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Got some good stuff here on Textbox. We'll go to after this. Stay with us. At work, can call in. Don't feel
0: bad. You can talk to the guys on the Textbox. It's part of the free Swain event app. Top 100 barbecue restaurant, Dead End Barbecue, is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over.
1: Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities... Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. JC's tree and landscaping service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding crane services and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential jc's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around don't risk your land with a fly by night service jc's tree and landscaping is licensed and insured give them a call at 865-599-3799 Guys, your health right now is more important than ever. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It all starts with the annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment. Most insurance is accepted. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment and make your health a priority. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great
0: work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Don't remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com.
1: All right, it's time for Attaboy here on the program. Highlight positivity. Attaboy is brought to you by Iris Networks, which is a positive decision to make if you are a business owner because you can benefit from 90 days of no payments when you switch your business internet, fiber internet, and voice over to Iris Networks, their website, irisnetworksusa.com. Ben, what do you have for today's Attaboy? I am giving Grant Williams...
2: And attaboy, because the Celtics yesterday announced that they had picked up his fourth-year option on his contract. So he will be back with the Celtics next year and earn $4.3 million.
1: Quick, quick, quick! Volunteer fund. Call up Grant Williams. Perfect time to ask for a donation. We uh, know you got it, Grant. We know right. you got it. I got. I got a. I got a letter in the mail last week. We know you got it, Grant. We saw the news. <laughs>
2: he's he's off to a nice start this year, uh, averaging nine point eight points per game, shooting fifty percent from three. That'll obviously come down to earth a, a little bit. And uh, according to the Boston Globe. The six-foot-six-inch forward has shown value as a small ball center in Boston's more versatile lineups. So, shout-out to Grant. His uh, fourth year on his rookie contract has been picked up by the Celtics. Good so,
1: job, Grant. Love it, man. Love it. Unless the Celtics trade him, then he'll be a Celtic for a fourth year. Hey, as long as he's getting paid, as long as he's in the NBA, so we can use it for uh, – our marketing purposes, that's all I care about. That's right. Stay in the league, Grant. Stay getting paid. Stay making plays. I don't care if it's with the Celtics, if it's with the Heat, if it's with my Chicago Bulls. Huh? Just saying. Um, You're annoying. <laughs> you are an annoying sports fan.
2: <laughs> you act like you don't care when they suck, and then something good happens, and, and, and you're quick to jump back on the bandwagon.
1: Ben, I have been a Bulls fan since... The 90s. And I've been patient. Yes, but you officially declared
2: that you were jumping off last year.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done. No, you're not. I'm done. Listen, I told you during I the break. I think you should jump back on. No, I told you during the break. But you're that, still a whack sports fan. No, I told you during the break that I saw a fire Chicago Bulls t-shirt last week, and I did not get it. Did not have. get it because I thought about you. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it, man. I, I said I'm not a Bulls I'm not on the Bulls fan uh wagon anymore. I'm just a a player fan now, but I'm happy that the Bulls are it's doing so well. Lame. Player fans are are lame. Bulls are number one in the East right now. Six and one.
0: Ooh. Woo.
1: Must got, be nice to play in the East. Got the number one seed in the East right now. The Bulls, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Only
2: fifty five more games to go.
1: Like that math. Yeah, I thought they played uh, 82 games. Yeah. 55. That's, that's not right. I know. 75. Yeah. Um, sorry, bitch. Still love you. That's that triple O math right there. <laughs> you got to carry the one. You got to carry the two. got to carry the one. Oh. You gotta, well, I got to carry anything when the number is zero. Zero wins, triple O. Ooh. Zero. I know they're not winning next next Sunday. Triple O, you got some nerve to be messaging me on Twitter. You got some when when is for what? It's for what next? Yeah, we'll do for what next. You got some nerve, Triple O. Be Hello. messaging Did me. The Lions play this talking, week. The talking Lions NFL football. Don't play this week.
2: The Lions next game is against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got some nerve, Triple O. Next next Sunday. Speaking of uh the, the Detroit Lions, uh I do have an attaboy. I actually have a clip from Dan Campbell's press conference yesterday that I actually wanted to play here on the show because it uh, involves a former Vol getting an attaboy. So here's, here's Dan Campbell, 30 seconds, talking about a former Tennessee vaal.
0: That's why I can't wait to watch the tape tomorrow because what you see, I, I'll use a great example. As I'm watching this and it's, it's brutal and it's five minutes left in the game or whatever that is, and you look at the scoreboard and you look out on the field and you're watching your defense and I'm watching and Reeves-Maben like all out, all out every play, trying to get a turnover running through gap, trying to make a play, running behind, making a tackle, running to the sideline. And that's what I'm looking for.
2: Shout out to Jalen Reeves-Maven.
0: You love to see it.
2: In the midst of, of beating – of getting beaten down 44-6 to by the lousy Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles stink this year, which – they they do every year. They are a little brother in the state of Pennsylvania, but that's neither neither here nor there. The, the, this this crappy football team is is beating down the Detroit Lions, and Jalen Reeves Maven is still out here giving his all for
1: Detroit. You know you messed up, right? How? Before you played the clip, what did you describe Jalen Reeves Maven as? Uh, that's a form of all.
2: Yeah, eh, you'll get over it.
1: <clears throat> VFL. Jalen Reeves, baby. There you go. Former Vol linebacker. Thank you, Ben. I'm not going to keep reminding you, Ben. I'm not going to keep reminding you. I'll make you go outside and pick, out, and pick out your own switch here in a minute. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, good question from uh, Riley Vol. Alante Taylor or Warren Burrell on Waddell? Robinson all game, or do you even assign one player to Robinson?
2: I don't think that they'll really assign somebody to Wanda Robinson because I I think they'll be double-teaming him so much that it's not going to come down to one guy having to to try to stop him. And when it does come down to one guy, I kind of think it'll be Theo Jackson because Wanda likes to line up in 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 the slot. And uh, Kentucky likes to use two tight ends, a bunch, uh, and only two receivers. And Wandell's usually in, in the slot, which would match up Theo Jackson on him. And, and honestly, I have more faith in Theo than I do Alante or Warren Burrell. So
1: I don't, I don't think you'll see one guy
2: with that responsibility.
1: I don't think we are good enough a corner to do that. To be honest, I don't think you know this is not Cam Sutton.
2: Maybe if you had Cam Sutton, yeah, this
1: is this is not or Sean Gallon. Yeah, this is not that type of secondary. I mean, I think it's a solid secondary, but I don't think we have that one guy that's that's superior than everyone else as far as coverage to say, all right, we're gonna we're gonna assign you to Waddell Robinson. I think you play him normal, but. You identify where he is on every play. Hey, there's number one. There's number one. I mean, every play, whether he's in or not. Oh, number one, number one he's going to the bathroom. <laughs> there he goes. Hey, man, make sure you're courtesy flush, Waddell. Like, you have to know where he is every play. He is that good. And he's used by Kentucky. It's one thing to be good, but, like, they don't ever use you. Kind of like Alvin Kamara here in Tennessee, right? You didn't like, have to mention that. I'm just saying, I'm just using an example so people can you know, get that visual. So, like, it's one thing to be good. It's another thing to actually be good and used. Good and used. Kind of like Baylor Jones last year, right? You, you know, he wouldn't I'm going use. to fight you. All right. So, like, they use him. They target him. In their offensive meeting room, they say, okay, we got to get the ball to this, to our guy, at least 10 times. We have to get him touches. You watch him on film, you see the effort to get him the football. It doesn't matter if it's reverses, screens, uh, short passes. It doesn't matter. They will find him and they will hit him. So if you are Tennessee, please, please. Guys, you gotta run to the football. And please get down in a stance. Get into a tackling stance. Keep your eyes on his thighs. Don't end up on Sports Center. Cause this dude will shake the hair grease out of your head if you're not careful. What if I don't use hair grease? Well, I guess He will shake the dandruff out of your head. How about that? I guess that's why there's no white guys on defense. He will will shake your ankles loose. He'll have your MCL on the 50-yard line if you are not careful. Please don't be that guy.
2: What does it mean for Tennessee's defense that they don't really have somebody else to account for in terms of Kentucky receivers? Like with Alabama, you had to worry about uh, Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams, yeah. And then John Mechie, who John Mechie might be better than Jameson Williams. They both went 400. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and both, both are probably going to be first-round picks, yep. uh, the, those two at Alabama.
1: They a- a- said Bofa. Yes, Bofa. <laughs> uh,
2: whereas Kentucky, I mean, you have Josh Ali. He, he's, a, he's a solid receiver for Kentucky. But nobody that's going to keep uh, Tim Banks up at night. Uh, Josh Ali is. Now. Wanda Robinson is is going to keep Tim Banks up at night this week. Josh Ali, some of those other receivers, uh, Demarcus Harris has played fairly well of late. Isaiah Epps, they're they're not going to keep Tim Banks up at night. There, there's not a a bona fide number two behind Juan, Wanda Robinson. Like I, I don't know that any of those Kentucky receivers that I just mentioned. I, I don't I don't think that either would any of them would be top three in, in Tennessee's rotation. So what does it do for a, a, a defense, Tennessee's defense, that they can lock in really on just Wanda Robinson?
1: Uh, there's, there's no one else that I'm afraid of like that. I mean. But how big of a benefit is is it
2: to Tennessee that they can solely key in on on, on s- stopping Wanda Robinson, or I try mean, to at least? Yeah,
1: I mean, I, think, I just think you pay attention to him. I don't think. You know, it's a situation where like you leave other guys open. I know that's not what you're trying to say, uh, but I think you gotta account for him because Waddle Robinson can't beat you. Like he is worth seven points, six points easy. And you saw what he did against Florida. You have to account for him. Mississippi State accounted for him. You have to know where he is, because he can beat you. If I if I pull up the Mississippi State, Kentucky game stats, and you're going to look at what what you know. Robinson did in that game, he probably got his. He probably got his. I mean, he had one carry for four yards. He had nine receptions for 79 yards. No touchdowns, though. So he's going to get his. See, I guessed it. I didn't know what his numbers was, but I just watched Kentucky this year and I know they attempt to get him the football. You just can't let him go Berserk and go get two touchdowns or, or a touchdown uh that's easy. Like like let him get his little eight yards average. That's it, that's what he got. And against not just Mississippi eight, State.
2: eight yard average, but nine catches, seventy nine yards, zero touchdowns. If if Tennessee does that, then Tennessee
1: wins his football game. Yeah, let him let like him do can, that.
2: Even like the nine catches, I know that's kinda eye popping. Like nine catches, they're short, wow, they're short passes. Correct. I mean I'm I'm cool with the seven to ten receptions, it's the let's not allow him to go over one hundred yards and let's not allow him to reach the end zone. If if you do that, he can have fourteen catches for ninety yards. I'll take it if
1: it's if it's no scores. Now against 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 Florida, he had four catches for sixty five yards and a touchdown. More explosive plays. But that long, that touchdown was a forty one yard screen pass he took to the house. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing in a game like this, where the Florida Kentucky game, the final was twenty to thirteen, and Kentucky scored touchdown on special teams, I mean, <laughs> that play was huge. It was a monster play for Kentucky because Will Levis only had eighty-seven yards passing. Half of it was to Wyatt Robinson on one play. The offense was stagnant. The offense was was garbage, it was inconsistent, it was one dimensional, like it's been all season long. You can't let Robinson be the guy that beats you. That's all i'm saying if 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 Josh Ali beats you, you deserve to lose.
2: yeah, I think uh the tight ends are somebody to keep an eye on more in this game than than the other receivers. They, they like to get the tight ends involved, in, and they have two of them that, that they do get involved. Uh, Justin Rigg, a uh, COVID senior, and then Brendan Bates, a, a junior. So I, I think those two are guys that Tennessee needs to keep an eye on more so than than the secondary receivers. So I'll be curious to see how they—they they love to go play action off the run game. If, if if the run game is is working for Kentucky, they love they love to go play action and dump it off
1: to the tight end. Yep, you better you better know El Robinson is every, every time. All right, let's get to the phones. Got Brad. Brad, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, Brad? Hey, uh, I hit you guys up on the text box, and I've I've been in and out, uh, haven't been able to listen to. All the show. Uh, you know how work goes. Work kind of gets
0: in the way every now and then.
1: Absolutely. understand. But, uh, <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, I'd, I'd heard a report on Hendon Hooker uh, while he was at Virginia Tech that there was a game where it was cold and Hendon basically couldn't finish the game, even on the sideline. He had to go to the locker room. Um, have, have you guys heard anything about that? And if if, if so, I mean, even if that story is, Somewhat true. He's going to have to. He's going
1: to have to prove to these NFL scouts that he can handle some weather games before he's even considered an NFL draft pick. Yeah, yeah. We talked about. I think uh, probably the time that you, uh, you know, was out um, with work. But yeah, we did. We did read, read off your message on text box, and we had not heard that. Um, and you're right. I mean, if you are a player that can't play in the cold weather, if, if that's someone. If that's something that truly bothers you, you'll be the one that's drafted to Buffalo Green Bay. <laughs> like, it, it, You know, it, it, it will happen quick. Um, and I remember there was a stretch when Minnesota was playing outside because their new stadium was being built. So uh, you can't be that guy. But I have not heard that report at all. Not one time have I heard about him not being able to play in cold weather. But it's going to be cold this, this weekend um, for, I think, spectators. But for players, mid-30s is not that bad. Once you get going, once you get playing – uh, you're gonna be sweating, and and Hendon is not gonna be on the sideline watching. he will be playing, so that's not cold enough to me. Swain, so, I know you got some cold weather game stories. What's the coldest element you've ever played in? That Kentucky game, my freshman year was cold. We played. I mean, we played in a high school game in Alabama. It was it was one of the coldest game I've ever played in too. I think it was in the teens. It was a playoff game. We were playing Tuscaloosa County. Woo! Man, I had sleeves, legs, leg, um, tights. I dude, it was it was cold, cold. But the coldest Tennessee game was probably Kentucky, two thousand and three. I don't think we played any home games that was real cold. We played against Notre Dame later in the season. It wasn't really cold that that day. Um, that's probably the coldest game. That's probably the coldest game. And as I shared earlier, that was a game where guys were trying to get to that heater on the sideline.
2: We did have somebody in the text box come back and explain that in regards to the Hendon-Hooker cold game conversation, Mm -hmm. uh, Always Vols Mm -hmm. said that they are saying that about Hooker because of the game where he had the shakes said it was because of the cold, but he had the flu and still tried to play.
1: Ah, so wow. Well. I,
2: I am unfamiliar with this story, so just taking always Vol's word for it, uh, it seems like Hooker, this this reputation of not being able to play in the cold, was because he tried to play in the cold when he had the flu. And,
1: and then Vol's do sent me an article about it, so yeah, I'm over here. I'm over here looking it up as well. Look,
2: I, I have a hard time believing a guy that grew up in North Carolina, where it gets cold there as well. And uh, last I checked, when I saw a map, uh, North Carolina isn't too far from Kentucky. It's colder, North Carolina. Whether it's colder or not, it's all about the same. North Carolina, mm-hmm. Kentucky, Tennessee, the the Virginias. I know some places get colder than, than others, but at the end of the day, it, it's about the same everywhere in this part of the country.
1: You know what's crazy, man, how like easily a narrative can get started? Yes. I mean, it's real easy. Real easy. How something gets started and the wrong information is shared and shared and shared, and then this narrative is created that by the time it gets to Friday. Hendon, may, Hendon may be allergic to cold weather. <laughs> By the time it gets to Friday, man, there may be a narrative so crazy that Hendon breaks out the hives when he gets below seventy degrees. <laughs> like it's just crazy how things can get started. Well, Justin Fuente did not help the cause after
2: uh, this game. Justin Fuente said the trainer came to me and told me that he was cold. I don't know if there's something more significant or serious or what with that. I've never seen that before or heard of that before. Oh yeah, that's so a that's Fuente a was that's a, a tossing of the bus right there. Yeah, Fuente was was quick to throw Hendon under the bus, and what do you know, Hendon transferred a
1: couple of months later, and now he's balling at Tennessee. So yeah, Hendon wasn't the only guy to transfer on Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech either. And Fuente's about to get fired. There was a couple. There was a there was a stretch where like. Ten to twelve guys just left in you know, the snap of a finger. So we'll see. We'll see. We got a couple days to find out how Hinden plays in cold weather. But again, I don't think it's gonna be that cold. Uh mid thirties is not cold enough for a guy that's playing. Now guys that's on the sideline not playing, better bundle up. Yep, better have those hand warmers. <laughs> the bundle up. Swain event, be right back. for what is coming up on The Swain Event. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm,
0: let us help. Top 100 barbecue restaurant, Dead End Barbecue, is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for Pickup, Or, if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over.
1: If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400.
0: There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit. You get confused. You don't understand why. You start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what? 265-255-03.
1: 255-03. I mean, how can you how, how can you have it for what today and not give it to to Dan Mullen for what he said in yesterday's press conference? And then how can you not have it for what and not give it to Florida for canceling all of their media availability, not allowing the players to even have a chance to market themselves? At least let the players talk. And if in, if the players are asked about recruiting, which I don't know why the players will be asked about recruiting because they're not the ones talking to the recruits anyways, they are there, and when when, when players are coming in for a visit uh, for official visits, yeah, they play a part. But I just think you're hurting the players more than anything by canceling all the media availability. So that's my for what, man. That is my for what. How they are handling Dan Mullins. Um, Brain fart comments, talking about how, you know, recruiting will be discussed and handled after the season. That's the for what for me. You're you're only hurting the players when you you do that. So that's the for what for today. 865-255-03. Get back to this text box. But first, let me let you know that November is Men's Health month so make sure to get all your of your levels tested with a comprehensive health assessment. You can do that at the Low T Center and lowtcenter.com. They specialize in men's wellness. And just for 155 a month, you can take advantage of what Low T is offering that is the monitored self-inject at home testosterone treatments or you can let your insurance take care of it because it is covered by most health insurance. They ship directly to your home, folks. Directly to your home. That is convenience at its finest. That is top notch. This is why Loti Center is changing the game. They are changing the game in men's health. 865 six five two hundred fifty five zero three is our number. Our three is coming up.